On today's episode of Locked On Florida Panthers, we'll be discussing the fi- the surprise firing of Bruce Cassidy, the former head coach of the Boston Bruins. And as the Florida Panthers are nearing a decision on their head coach, we discuss whether the Florida Panthers should go after Bruce Cassidy. All on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, June 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. will be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So it's quite funny that I mentioned the Boston Bruins yesterday and their fair share of injuries that they have that many players are going to be missing multiple months going into next season. And with the Bruins getting up there in age and them, it, it was really the expectation for Boston to either be a fringe playoff team, maybe even maybe could even fall off the face of the, the earth at some some might have thought because of their age. But of course, when you have Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, you can never uh, count those guys out. And the uncertainty with Tuka Rask coming back, whether he was going to come back or not. And that led to a very difficult season for the Boston Bruins. And of course, there was uh, rumors about Jake DeBrusque wanting out of Boston as well, not fitting in with what Bruce Cassidy was doing there. Don Sweeney had to make the difficult decision. Uh, Don Sweeney, who is a Bruins great, had to make the decision to fire Bruce Cassidy, who went 245, 108, and 46. And Cassidy, it took a long time for him to become a head coach again in the NHL. Just a season and a half in Washington in the early 2000s was the coach that was let go prior to the Washington Capitals taking Alexander Ovechkin first overall. Funny story about Alex Ovechkin and the Florida Panthers is that the Panthers were trying to draft Alexander Ovechkin first overall due to eligibility towards a certain draft with uh, being eligible when the Panthers uh, finished uh, first overall. So that that's a funny story there. But back to Bruce Cassidy and his firing, six seasons with the Boston Bruins replaced Claude Julien, who eventually went to coach the Montreal Canadiens, replaced them and was one win away from reaching the Stanley cup final. And this letting go of Bruce Cassidy, I think is more of the, the sense of direction that Don Sweeney sees that the Boston Bruins are going. They're not in the same cycle in their team in in their team as far as contention status as the Florida Panthers are right now. Patrice Bergeron's a free agent. 
we don't know where he's going to go. And there's rumors about him going to Montreal. I mean, who isn't rumored to go to Montreal? I mean, Chris Letang's also another player from the Pittsburgh Penguins who's rumored to go to Montreal as well. So we we don't know we don't know where what that means for Bergeron as well of his decision whether to come back or not. But the Florida Panthers have still have a decision, and that is really the most important thing. Still, th- hasn't changed since yesterday on the priority being. What are they going to do at coach? And with Barry Trotz and Bruce Cassidy being on the market, the Florida Panthers could very well get their experienced guy after all. And with Andrew Burnett, I was just thinking about this earlier today. And I was thinking when Bill Zito would and watch the press conferences for especially in the playoffs and every time Andrew Burnett was talking about nerves and all that stuff. I wonder if Bill Zito hearing that was, was a little frustrated by hearing it because of course these are professionals. And even if you are nervous going into a playoff series, the fact that you're admitting that publicly as well, waves a little bit of red flags. And I said that in the beginning uh, of of the series where 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 well in the middle of the series excuse me i was saying i don't i don't want to really hear much about nerves because we're a few games in eventually those comments stopped but in the very beginning it was a, a a term that was used quite a lot and it even reflected to the players and when you think about it when you're a player and your head coach is saying that publicly and even if they're not directly tuning into the press conferences people these players talk to people outside the organization their friends are tuning into games and then seeing that their coach is saying something about nerves it's relating to them and then that puts the belief in the group that they really are nervous and that is a problem that i kind of saw with bruno after after some of the games especially in round one so is Bill Zito going to go the route of getting a coach who want, who is going to make sure that his team is prepared and that his team is not nervous going into these playoff games? Because at this point in the Panthers' life cycle, it's about the playoffs, baby. Because like I said yesterday, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just three Atlantic teams and five Metropolitan teams next season. So. It's the, the expectations there for the Panthers on paper is to continue building what they built. The core is coming back. You still can very well win the division again. We don't know what kind of leaps Ottawa and Detroit are going to make. Habs are getting the more an overall pick and it's going to take a while for them. So there's no excuses to be outside that top three now especially if firing Bruce Cassidy and them entering a possible rebuild. Nothing has been said publicly, uh, as, uh, to my knowledge at least, about which direction the Boston Bruins are actually going to go. But it's not looking like that they're going to be contending next season. And if they are, they're going to be a fringe playoff team, as can be 
and missing a lot of players for multiple months to start the season. Mm, it, it looks like that Don Sweeney is maybe, after all, doing Bruce Cassidy a favor of not firing him in the middle of next season if they get off to a bad start. So maybe, in actuality, he's doing him a favor. And it's tough because Cassidy, he, after being let go from the Washington Capitals, he got assistant jobs in Chicago. He had an assistant jobs in the OHL for Kingston Frontenacs where Brady Hache plays and also number one um, Florida Panthers prospect and also number one overall pick Shane Wright. Well, likely number one overall pick is playing. So, so and then getting his chance to coach the Providence Bruins. And then when Claude Julian was let go, he steps in and takes him to a game seven of, of the Stanley Cup final in 2019, one game away from lifting Lord Stanley's Cup at home too. And this is a time where the Florida Panthers, this is your chance to get someone with experience. And sometimes owners in sports, depending on your life cycle, if you're a team that's rebuilding or or in the second stage of developing players and finishing middle of the pack, sometimes when owners fire coaches in sports, they want to get someone, and if they're power hungry, they want to get, they don't want someone with experience and and someone who's has a lot of power because a lot of times owners want that power and want that coach who has that very little experience to to kind of learn on the job and still not have too much say. But for an experienced coach, sometimes it can intimidate an owner. And I'll, I'll say this for Bill Zito. I'm not, I'm not, if, if he does, if Vinny Viola and Bill Zito end up keeping Andrew Burnett, yes, it's going to be on, on a, once again, it's going to be on a short leash. But don't make the same mistakes as another team in the same region has done over and over and over again. And I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins, where they continue to hire inexperienced coaches on their team because of power. And experience brings a different factor here. And a coach with getting there and where this team is in contention status it could really be a big upgrade as, as much as I like Bruno and I want, and I like, and the job that he did, if you have a chance to get a guy who's actually been there and has about 70 playoff games under his belt, 73 to be exact, 36 and 37 record, it's a chance that you, if I'm Bill Zito that I take and David Dork on the Chirping the Cats podcast spoke about how Bill Zito hasn't chosen his coach. Let's not forget that when he came here, that Coach Quenville was a Dale Talon hire, not a Bill Zito hire. And this is Bill Zito's chance to choose his coach. So, again, they're, they're, this is your chance to choose your coach if you are Zito. And whether it's Trotz, whether it's Bruce Cassidy as well, this is, this is the chance for the Panthers to do so. And again, 73 games, lots of experience. And Vinny Viola and company have done it before. 
where they brought experience to a team. And where did it lead the Panthers? Even though Coach Q wasn't here after once the Florida Panthers started 7-0-0, that culture and that that style of play that Coach Q implemented was still very well present in the Panthers in their turnaround, leading them to the President's Trophy. Why would you wanna? Why would you wanna not have somebody who's been there? Is my question, and that leads that leads me going to sleep and thinking about the next day, thinking what is Bill Zito gonna do? What is his decision gonna be? And he's spoken about he's spoken to Bruno, and he's gonna apparently there's an announcement soon, but with this announcement with the Boston Bruins. Oh, he could go in a different direction. Oh, we can prepare. We could be in preparation for a storm, but we could also be prepared for saying him saying Bruno's our guy. So we'll see. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a fun next few days as we're expecting some time in the, and it could happen at any time where Bill Zito makes that announcement and the Florida Panthers make that announcement regardless of direction that they're going to go in the next segment we're going to have one of our first player grades of the season now the season has been for the panthers has been over for a few weeks now so now we're going to go into individual players to discuss how they did this season and what i grade them as far as their performance throughout the season but first, we're going to tell you all about Bilt Bar. And don't you love chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you that all you have, all you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Bilt.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. They're, they're, these are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace regular brownie with Built Bar Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. The best part, Caramel Brownie Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Like, for real. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And all of Built Bars are made with Caligan protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. There are a million reasons you should try Built Bars, but for now, let's just say that caramel brownie will rock your world. That's not an understatement. With Built, tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com and get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Tuesday, June 7th of the show. So we're going to have our first player grade. And who other to start than with the captain, Sasha Barkov. So Barkov was on pace to have to break his own personal record in points where he was at 96 just a few years ago um, and Barkov finished with 88 points, 39 goals, 49 assists. And 
If you are a longtime listener of Locked On Panthers, when Doug Plagan's radio play-by-play voice of the Panthers came on the show and spoke about predictions with Sasha Barkov and the team, one of his predictions was that Alexander Barkov will score 40. He got one short, but played 67 games. Of course, uh, let's talk about some of the missed time for Barkov. Uh, back in November, he w- he made uh, contact with uh, Scott Mayfield that twisted his knee uh, a certain way that cost Scott Mayfield a five-minute major at the time. Barkov was out for the game and was out for a few weeks. And during that span, the Panthers finished 6-2-0 and in that span. And then came back against St. Louis. That was when the Florida Panthers were starting to implement Sasha Barkov on the power play as the quarterback. That's when they were starting to juggle things around. And then Barkov had an upper body injury in St. Louis that made him miss four games. Could have been more, though. But thankfully, well, not thankfully, but with the Omicron variant of COVID spreading, the NHL shut down. And for the Panthers, they had many breaks this season as far as the holiday break with not only players getting healthy from COVID at the time, but also players who were getting healthy due to actual injuries too. Forsling was one of them as well. Marchment was one of them. And then the players who tested positive for COVID at the time. And that span when Barkoff was out, um, we don't count the last two games of the season, by the way, that Barkoff missed the Montreal and Ottawa. So we're going to count for the 13 games in the middle of the season. And Panthers went 7-5-0 without Alexander Barkov this season in those 13 games in in November, December area. Minus three goal differential as well. Barkov, the captain, career season. If he played an 82-game season, he'd be at 108 points. 48 goals and 60 assists would have well surpassed his previous record of 96 points. And of course, breaking 40, which would have been his first time ever doing so. And he's the top guy on the penalty kill uh, as far as forwards, along with Anton Lindell, who he's, who we call baby Barkov so many times uh, in this part of the world. And he's been teaching a young guy, uh, throughout this season, uh, helping him out. And hopefully he's, uh, he's also, there's also a story that David Dork, uh, had on his odd man rush show of when he brought in the broadcaster that did the game against Detroit, um, the finished broadcast, he brought him in and talked about how, when Barkoff was hurt, he went to the practice facility to help serve the team breakfast even though he was injured, he still wanted to be around the team, leading the way for this Panthers team. And of course, we could try to grade Barkov in the postseason as well, but barely anyone was a factor in the postseason, especially in the second round against the Tampa Bay Lightning, where really everyone everyone was a non-factor. But of course, in when when you watch the Tampa Bay Lightning, like we talked about last episode, 
you, you want your big players to step up in big moments. And that's where Barkov kind of it, Barkov and Huberto and really the core was a little bit of a disappointment, of course, to the end of the season. But, you know, the, the, the regular season that they have was just phenomenal, of course, highlighted by that goal of, of Alexander Barkov breaking the ankles. I believe it was uh, Brett Pesci um, against Carolina in the very first uh, game back, or I believe it was Brady Shea, one of, one of those two. Uh, it was coming just coming out of the all-star break slash Olympic break. And highlighted by that, probably the best play that uh, the the biggest highlight of his season, and of course, being that dominant in the faceoff circle as well, 57 percent in the dot as well. And when you added Claude Giroud to the mix, taking faceoffs to Barkov's left, and it's on the right side, Giroud taking the faceoffs. You had so many options for this team this season with Barkov. Like I said. 7-5-0 and when the Panthers were without him. And at the time, I said, the Panthers can survive without Barkov in the short term. But long term, for this team, they can't survive without their captain. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a hot take at the time, and it, it, it isn't now neither. But the pace that he was on with 108 points, uh, if he were to play all 82 games, I got to give Sasha Barkov uh for his season uh, i gotta give him an a minus just minus because of the performance in the postseason and just leaves a little bit of a sour taste uh in my mouth when it comes to how the season ended for the panthers i'm still kind of feeling that even though tampa bay won game three and it's still a series but the way that the new york rangers were still able to get two wins and protect home ice versus how the panthers did not it, it still leaves that very, very sour taste in, in my mouth. So Barkoff, for as far as my player grades, he gets an A-. And for you guys listening to this, feel free to email me uh, at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com of what you think Alexander Barkov's grade should be this season. Or even tweet uh, the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers to give your grades on what you think Alexander Barkov did this season for the Cats. In the next segment, we're going to be discussing more of the Stanley Cup playoffs and some of the frustrating rulings from the Department of Player Safety ahead of, the, of Game 4 of the Western Conference Final. We're going to discuss that more on, in the next segment here on Locked on Panthers. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Tuesday, June 7th edition of the show. And we're recording this in the middle of game four of Avs Oilers. And it's one nothing uh, Colorado at the end of the first um, have a tab open and watching it while recording. But by the time you guys listen to this, you guys will know the result of the of the game and we'll know whether Colorado swept the Oilers or whether the Edmonton Oilers will force a game five in Denver. But the hit that Evander Kane had on Nazem Kadri, putting him into the boards, 
and getting a five-minute major after it, Kadri doesn't return to the game and then gets surgery and is likely out the remainder of the postseason. How does Evander Kane get one game? With all the troubles that Kane has had on and off the ice, I just don't understand how how he is still how he just has one game after all of that. And the worst part is someone, someone is going to pay him uh, big money because of course, when you're good, the there, you're going to get excused quite, quite a lot when, whenever you are, whenever you are, <laughs> when you're good. And just, uh, just the amount of times looking at, Kane's cap friendly, the amount of times he's been suspended. Uh, one game suspension in uh in 2018, another one game, another suspension in uh October of 2019, February of 2020, another one. So six, five, more than five times he's been suspended. And at this point, some people don't learn. And how how long are how long is this going to keep happening where we're going to excuse certain behaviors and with that it's just and and I also feel for Nazem Kadri who's a guy who's re- tried so hard to redeem himself Jacob mentioned that article that Kadri had in the Players Tribune about how he felt unwanted in Toronto of course the hit that Kadri had on Jordan Cairo last season created a lot of buzz around him having a career year this season doesn't crashes into crashes into Jordan Bennington in round two but it wasn't on purpose and then that whole water bottle fiasco and Kadri trying to redeem himself gets a hat trick after responds with that and then this injury for him and it's just really upsetting for for Kadri and I'm a, and I'm annoyed for him and I I'm thinking that George Peros and the Department of Player Safety I just continue to not understand their logic when it comes to making decisions on boarding calls I mean the Florida Panthers experienced that with Brandon Hagel on his hit on Etu Lusterainen in round two. Yeah, Etu Lusterainen was able to return to the game. He was no harm, no foul there. But still, you're you're sending someone into the boards and possibly putting them in danger and a possible injury to the head or in Nazem Kadri's case, his thumb, which got surgically repaired. Um but Nazem Kadri also said that we'll see about missing the entire postseason. He's not completely ruled out, but it's likely that he won't return for the rest of the postseason. So I'm just really annoyed and upset by the situation, really. And I hope that I could say that I could hope that Evander Kane learns his lesson. But if history shows that he hasn't proven that he has learned his lesson, but He's good. He can score. He brought all that debt scoring to 
the Edmonton Oilers throughout their playoff run. So someone's going to pay him. So don't be surprised if Evander Kane gets paid this offseason, regardless of the suspension. Because when you're good, a lot of teams ignore some of the off the ice issues as well. So it's just it's just a shame, really, because we're we're gonna see. We hope that we don't see some of these same antics, um, and of course, not even to mention the off the ice related things to Evander Kane as well. So get had to get that a little bit off my chest when discussing the rest of the playoff picture and how it's looking around the league because man if colorado completes the sweep which once again you'll know once the once this drops there is a little bit of rest that the colorado avalanche will have before the Stanley cup final and we could see um hopefully a well-rested team and nazim kadri coming back for them and Sam Gerrard isn't playing for the Colorado Avalanche and neither is uh, Darcy Kemper as well. So is, are the Colorado Avalanche going to be at full strength when it comes to the Stanley cup final, if they eventually face off against the Tampa Bay lightning, which they will, if they get past New York going for a three peat and from Panthers fans perspective, you're hoping that, the abs are at full strength <laughs> for that's for sure you're hoping from that perspective that they they are but it, it's a little worrisome from from their end as far as as that but hey you, you, they're still good enough and they have so much depth around them that they can find a way to win a championship just in a, another in another sport a champion um, a, a champion was able to win without their star player i'm talking about the atlanta braves which they won the World Series just recently without Ronald Acuna Jr. And they found a way to still win the championship. Um, Colorado, they're still in, in very well position to, to win a championship, even without Kadri. It's just going to be a little harder for them. On tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jacob Winans from pantherparkway.com to discuss this, continue the talk of the state of the Florida Panthers and the direction continuing and of course getting a wellness check as always as we continue to wait the announcement for a coach but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to the lockdown fantasy hockey podcast and the cross check nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark where they'll be covering all the postseason activities around the national hockey league Thank you for making Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. And for your second listener of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.